1: Welcome to this week's uh, Man in the Post My name is Chris and with me I have got uh, Colin, Leeds fan Colin Hello Hi there uh, And on this Liverpool fan host I've got some kind of Everton double teaming here So I've got Mark Hello And I have got Adam Hello How are you guys doing, you all alright?
2: Yeah, good It's good to be back
1: It is good to be back,
2: isn't it? Can you feel the Premier League upon us already? I can smell it
1: None of this cricket and cycling malarkey.
2: Yeah, get, get rid of that. Get the good stuff on. <laughs>
1: um, regular listeners will know we normally do a format where we have uh, an episode on a, uh, a weekend and an episode on a Thursday. Now we will only be doing the uh, episode we'll record on a Monday night, hopefully out for Tuesday. So we'll just, do, we'll just be reviewing um, the weekend's fixtures and looking ahead to any Champions League fixtures in the week. Uh, also hopefully that might leave us room for the odd game or something like that for you all to be interactive with we would always look forward to your tweets, uh, any feedback you've got on this please feel free to send it to us any questions you've got as well uh, we'll be reading some out in the post so you can always tweet us to and uh, we'll give you a shout out from there um, just a quick one for you guys to get your thinking caps on uh, this week Thiago Motta has claimed that PSG are a bigger team than Manchester United Despite the fact that PSG are only four years older than Ryan Giggs. Um so can anyone think of a more inaccurate boast within football? I am the special one. Yeah, well, yeah, he kind of is though, isn't
0: he? He certainly isn't from the bottle. Sorry? That's the quote, isn't it? No? Just me? I don't know. That's why. <laughs> I'm not I'm not one I'm not one from the bottle. I'm not I am the special. That's where it comes from. Oh, does it? Yeah.
1: Well, I suppose at the time he'd only won one Champions League, hadn't
0: he? Totally. <sighs> totally.
1: More than we've won.
2: Uh, any others? Well, I mean, well, well, giving Thiago Silva a little bit of sympathy on this, not much, by the way. He's probably right in terms of levels of performance right now. So uh, Champions
0: League wise?
1: Yes, he probably is at the moment, isn't he? And the fact that they won their league the last couple of years <laughs> in a row. I've got one of... for
0: you. I've got one for you, Chris. I'm gonna I'm going, to, I'm going to go I'm starting and finishing with it here. Um, that stuff Liverpool say about Stephen Gerrard being the best midfielder in the world.
1: Are you trying to say he isn't? Exactly. No. Well you've got Gareth Barry, haven't you, so I suppose. Exactly.
0: well, yeah. So <laughs> no need to be jealous.
1: No, I'm not. I'm just glad that um, LA Galaxy are reliving the successful two thousand and uh, five, two thousand and six um, Robbie Keane Steven Gerrard partnership that worked so well before
0: can they get Crouchy involved
1: I think they can yeah I think they can and then maybe someone like Luis Garcia or someone one last payday uh, I think we start first of all with yesterday's Charity Shield how does that sound it seems it's the most recent thing um, did anybody anybody who wasn't watching cycling or taking part in a cycle race see this
2: I'm going to be honest here, I did not.
1: I saw Oxlade-Chamberlain's gold and that was it.
2: I didn't even know it was on.
1: And I was
3: driving through torrential rain in Scotland, so that's me out as well.
1: Brilliant. Right, should we make it sound like we all saw it? (laughs) (laughs) It's a great game, great advert for for English football. Fantastic curling shot there by Oxlade-Chamberlain, wasn't it?
0: To be fair, we don't have to care about it because they can make more than three substitutes. That doesn't really count. Yeah.
1: So all these Arsenal fans on Twitter saying this is the start of something good and, you know, we finally got one over on Mourinho. Yeah,
0: some of those Arsenal fans also claimed that Petacek's won a treble at uh, Arsenal, so... (laughs)
1: They did, didn't they? (laughs) There's only one treble, and that was won in (laughs) Liverpool. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The Worthington Cup, FA Cup, UEFA Cup special.
0: Ah, Chris, that was so long ago those kids don't even know what the Worthington Cup is anymore
1: in fact people born then are now in secondary school
0: <laughs> you may as well call it the milk cup
1: <laughs> um, does it set any kind of marker out at all in all seriousness or is this just it is just a friendly and you can't really take anything from it
0: didn't David Boys win it two years ago
2: well I suppose so enough said
1: two grown men refusing shake hands anybody see that
2: it, it's just pantomime stuff but that's what they do isn't it I, I think I think there is a little bit of there's something in it um, if if Chelsea would have won that game, then you, you could have put your money on Mourinho making another sarcastic comment about Venger being a loser or something like that. Um, so at least it's it's it shut Chelsea up for a little while. And it, and he won't have liked, you know, Wenger breaking his duck. What was it, fourteen games? Mm. Well, he said a better team lost. Of course he did. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think there's a little bit of something in it I mean, that's, that's the key thing i take away from it At least it's sort of a poke in the eye for, for Jose Who didn't shake hands of who? Well, as the Arsenal players
1: walked, it was, it walked in a, a line And he shook hands with all the Arsenal players as they came out And then they pretty much saw each other, Mourinho and Wenger did And Wenger just walked past the back of Mourinho And Mourinho wasn't all that plussed either So it, it was kind of neither of them shook hands
0: with each other Oh, Jose Mourinho, ah, okay, and Wenger,
2: I'm yeah.
0: with you. I, so, sometimes I wonder whether Wenger gets into these sort of scrapes anymore now to make sure he's definitely staying relevant. <laughs> it's like he misses the the good old days when it was him and Ferguson, and then, then Benitez came and, and, and stole all that limelight, and then no one cared about him anymore.
1: Oh, Mrs. Benitez is still in um, Mourinho's eyes line, isn't he?
0: Yeah, well, that's, yeah, Mourinho's. What's Wenger doing? He's not even got a poorly made coat to put on now. <laughs> no, well. P- Puba come al- Puba come along with their high quality zips. Well,
1: um, I think Wenger actually made a comment on the way Mourinho was dressed yesterday, because Wenger was in a suit, and Mourinho is in tracky bottoms and t-shirt at Wembley. But it's Brian- a friendly. Exactly. Brian Clough did that in the 91 Cup final, so... I don't think it uh, it means all that much. Um, Right, bit of news going on. This is quite exciting. This is the last few days. BT Sport, as well as taking uh, the Champions League under the noses of Sky, from 2016-17 season are going to get La Liga um, exclusive rights as well. Now, two things struck me. Either Sky have taken their eye off the ball and BT Sport have come in and absolutely wiped the floor with them, or this is a deliberate policy by Sky to concentrate on the Premier League. Which one do you think it is?
3: Well, uh, I think it's the latter.
0: Sky, yeah, I agree. Probably.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, I've got no idea what the viewing figure's like for Sky for, let's say, the Barcelona and Real Madrid games separately from the rest of the La Liga games they put on. But I can't imagine, like, um, I don't know, Real Sociedad against Almeria get to particularly high viewer figures and probably not so great advertising and all the rest of it. So they probably think that Barcelona and Real Madrid makes them very little profit, or they only break even, or, or something like that, for whatever they pay for it, and they're probably quite happy to jettison it and let BT take it and not and make just as little profit as they do, while they go and probably take more Premier League share and make it more of a big show on on the, on Sky and try and blow BT out of the water there as well. Because be honest, who who's really buying satellite TV for Syria or La Liga or any of those? um European stations.
1: Well Adam you're some kind of European hipster aren't you? You've got you're a La Liga and Sky Fish United but the portfolio of BT Sport are building up.
0: Are they tempting you in anyway? way? I, I just use my dad's online subscription. But I I uh, it is it, it is a bit of a tease isn't it? It is. But Great. but I do, but I do fundamentally agree with with Mark's point there is that You don't buy it. I I would say that their Champions League football is a game changer. Yeah, but before then, I think Mark was absolutely spot on. No one's. I wasn't buying. I don't pay my Sky subscription to be able to watch the these European matches. You do it to watch Premier League games. It's it's a
1: nice extra, isn't
3: it?
0: Uh, It's exactly that. Yes, it's a lovely added bonus.
1: I'm quite excited by this by BT Sport and what they're doing because. I do not I didn't when I had Sky I didn't watch an awful lot of Premier League games because I'm busy at the weekend so I don't really get a chance to watch them. Uh, it was only sort of a Monday or Tuesday night game whenever they were on. But BT Sport having all these the, the, the Tuesday night Wednesday night Champions League, Thursday night Europa League, plus they have um a lot of their league coverage over the weekend evenings, isn't it? Friday nights as well. I think they're quite a a threat to Sky in that respect.
0: I think they w- they would be but the problem is that it's not just the pa- it's not just the product it's the packaging
1: In what, it... the bt broadband the whole thing no
0: no no i mean as in the the way they package their sh- their tv shows as in i don't mean as in the packages you can buy i mean as in what you're watching right now people will pay, like people will happily pay a, size, a sky subscription and pay 100 pound a month to watch premier league football and those people who do that are people who are clearly keen on their sport people that that's why people now i think sky has exploded to extent that's why much of the day and when bbc have fa cup games on they get absolute hammering on social media because those people are used to this oh i don't want to say highbrow but it's, it's of a higher quality because they sky can cater to a market that is expecting that kind of that kind of um Output, but BBC have to sort of almost do lowest common denominator stuff because they're playing to the to the mass market that the, maybe the, and the sometimes the less informed. But BT don't seem to have got that. They seem to have gone with this sort of. Lad, sometimes it's a bit laddish to me. It's banterish for sure. I, yeah, I find BT Sports
1: Premier League coverage awful, but I find their European coverage really, really good.
3: Mm, I agree with you there. From what I've seen, they do they do a good job on getting in you know good, well informed journalists and people who do analysis and that for the European stuff, and then they get Robbie Savage and David James in for the Premier League.
0: Yeah, Exactly. So realize that people who are paying for that and they they've kind of got it there because they realize that if you're watching if you're watching some Italian or German match on a what time is it eight nine o'clock on a Sunday night you're probably keen in your, on your football so that's mm-hmm. the kind of stuff you want to see but. I think that they're missing the fact that if you're paying 20-odd quid to watch it alone, you're already pretty keen on your football.
1: But for someone like you, Adam, you're a fan of football, cricket and F1.
3: Yeah.
1: It, it can put, this is good, quite a financial strain on you. If you're not a BT broadband customer, whereby you get this for free through your BT box, then you're going to pay another £5 a month on top of your Sky subscription.
0: Yeah, life it, is life is getting more and more expensive.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's obviously a loss leader for so getting people to sign up for the broadband
2: package on BT, isn't it? But it, again, it all adds up and adds up. I, I, I've got a bit of an issue with this because I've always been sort of... Um, I always bang the drum for free-to-air TV and it always makes me sad when drip by drip everything's being ripped off free-to-air and put onto pay-per-view. But my personal take is that BT about Sky to Sky... BT are doing exactly what Sky did about 10 years ago. So, what, 10, 15 years ago, how many people had Skybox? Not that many. Maybe some football aficionados. But then now, I think Skybox has become somewhat of the norm. Um, and I think BT are coming in now as like, you know, when you get new customers, so people hitting like 20, the 20s and the 30s when they buy their own house, they're going, right. I'm going to get everything through BT. And we all know that broadband's expensive. But you get the whole package. It's 351 games they're offering, which, which is pretty impressive. Um, there's no coverage on ITV anymore, apart from highlights for Champions League. And apparent, well, and apparently, the BT plan has already worked. They've had a massive increase in the number of subscribers, which I think has almost already paid off or starting to pay off the the amount they've put down for, for all the matches. Well, BT are going to show 12 Champions League games for free, aren't they? Bravo. Great. philanthropist.
0: <laughs> yeah, but Colin, you realise that before they were only showing... ITV only showed something like... I can't remember the maths. It was only like 15 or 17 Champions League games.
2: But it, it's, the, it's, it's the the Glass Mountain that I think you end up on is that, yeah, like BT Sport was free for a lot of customers last year, so if you had BT Broadband, you had BT Sport free now if you haven't uh, disconnected BT Sport, you're getting charged £5 a month it's little things like that, and that's what Sky do, and that's what BT do and yeah, it's 12 games that are free, so everybody says, yeah it's okay, it's not on ITV anymore but we can still watch it for free, next year it'll be 6, and the year after it'll be none
3: well, I think a nice byproduct to what BT have done over the last five years since they came into or maybe not even five years is it, since they've come in a big way into not just football but other sports is but concentrating specifically on football, is that they've made Sky really up their game in their production and what they're putting out to the to the people who are paying their subscriptions because you think now they've obviously they they're putting a lot of money into things like Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher and Thierry Henry, whether you think they're any good or not, they're putting more investment in that. They've up their up their game a bit. Before that, when it was still Keys and Gray and the same old tired faces coming on, and their formats hadn't changed for a long time, you know, and it was kind of, I felt I was losing the will to watch a lot of games on Sky. But so at least BT have come along with a different approach, and it's made Sky, you know, push themselves further on. So if there's going to be some sort of arms race between the two, surely okay, we're going to have to end up paying more money for it, but in terms of what we get in the shows that we see and not just the, the actual sporting action, that's going to be good for everybody.
0: And I think that's... That there's the point I was trying to make, Mark, is that if you look at what Sky do now, especially in this off-season, and what they did in the middle of last season, but they almost market Thierry Henry and Gary Neville to you,
2: mm-hmm.
0: as opposed to these what? sort of old-style montage...
3: Mm.
0: Football I, 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 I agree that, that
3: that current advert they've got where Thierry Henry pops up next to Eric Cantona or um, somebody in the stand when Manchester City won the, the league a few years ago, they're not they're not really advertising, even though the, the tagline at the end says we've been doing this for 23 years or whatever. You know, you come away from that advert not thinking about what it is that they've been giving us for for that period of time and what they what they kind of inspired. Think you know BT to do? It's like they're pushing Thierry Henry on on us, and I, I you know I, I just I think it BT are, are going to make Sky do better, and that's going to be a good thing.
1: Okay. Um, well, moving on from that, Colin. Yes. What do you know about human rights in the Gabon?
2: I know a slightly little bit more than I did about two days ago, following a, a chat we had on on Twitter.
1: Now, why is this? Why, do we, why were we talking about that?
2: Because I seem to recall that you retweeted something from, I think it was gold.com, mm. um, about a human rights federation uh, laying the boot into Lionel Messi for having the temerity to visit Gabon.
1: Okay. Uh, Amnesty International has got a few of the issues with Gabon and the way they treat people within their country. So should he, this this is a guy who represents a football team that called themselves Meerson Club, more than a club. Um, They're in trouble for uh, all the reasons behind their transfer ban and um, the fact they've got close association with uh, people like Qatari Airways, the Qatari government. Uh, If they are more than a club, should he not be a bit more careful with who he hangs out with?
2: My argument is that he's a footballer.
0: He's got free time.
2: He's got a passport, he can go where he wants. Now, what did I say to you when we said... You said to me, I'm a Leeds fan, would you like Lucas Radderby going to visit ISIS? And I, I, which I took umbrage at. And I said, <laughs> it's completely different. Um, well, he's free to go to Syria, isn't he? I wouldn't advise it to Lucas, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, of course he is. I mean, I, I didn't trust the article for a, for a start, because it said that the this uh, crazy dictator of gabon is ali bongo now i've i've i've, I've heard of ali we're
1: going to get a bit we're going to get a bit of Ghana here are we
2: well it's i've heard of ali McCoyst, i've heard of ali Campbell, frontman of reggae mega band ub 40 but i've i've not heard of well actually wasn't ali bongo that shit magician in the <laughs> 1980s that was him that was him the poor man's Paul Daniels the po- even
3: poorer man's Great Soprendo y-
2: yes and and I, I don't, wasn't he married to Victoria Wood
3: he was yeah. Jeffrey Durham
2: was his name that's the fella that's the fella so in theory Victoria come Wood come on guys
0: some, us t- are twi- Some of us are in our twenties. Right, yeah, this is for, for, all te- for all
2: the teenagers
1: listening, and I've never heard of ub forty or any <laughs> nineteen eighties musician that's not <laughs> been in the news.
2: Um,
3: Chris, you're not t- hang around long enough, they'll be in <laughs> Utrey soon.
2: <laughs> Chris, you don't, you're not telling me you don't remember Ali Bongo? I don't remember Ali Bongo.
1: I remember the great soprano. I don't remember Ali Bongo. He had like a really crap stick-on wispy,
3: Ming the merciless moustache didn't the Ali Bongo? Hmm.
1: No. Again, that's Gary Glitter. All
3: oh, right.
2: <laughs> well, Victoria, Victoria, Victoria would. She, well, she, she's living a lie, because if she's married to Ali Bongo, then really, she's Vicky Bongo.
3: She was so, married to Great Soprendo, so she'd be Vic, she should be Vicky Soprendo.
2: So she wasn't married to Bongo?
3: No, Soprendo.
2: So, so who was married to Ali Bongo, then? Mrs Bongo. I don't know. Um, Bongo. They made the drink. Right, so I've got my
0: magicians mixed up for a start. So, so back to Gabon, Adam. Save us. <laughs> it's very difficult to take this line, but because it's you should never really be coming up on the side that's against Amnesty International, but <laughs> they do have a problem with pretty much everyone. The killjoys. Is, is that what you're saying? <laughs> I was saying that because they they are always try They're always striving for improvement, which isn't necessarily. It definitely isn't a bad thing when you're talking about human rights, but I mean. Which I'm sure that you could go on Amnesty International and you'd find that they'd have some problems with the the things the British government are doing or things that are happening in England? Are you saying that Lionel Messi shouldn't come to England?
1: Oh no, for sure. I mean, I was kind of I, I retweeted it because it was interesting, and then I thought I'd wind Colin up. To be honest, um, listen, Messi's
3: Messi's obviously making some sort of finan, financial gain out of doing this.
0: Wasn't it two million dollars?
3: Yeah, Gabon are making some sort of PR gain out of Messi going there. And Amnesty International or whoever it is that are complaining about it, they're getting their piece of the you know, the, the publicity pie by jumping on it and pushing their course so everybody wins in the end.
1: But taking the sort of um, devil's advocate approach, if you've got um, Messi supposedly representing more than a club, you know, he's representing the people that have been oppressed themselves over the years by Franco, etc., currently going through a transfer ban because of issues with uh, signing youths and children for their team has he not got a responsibility just to watch where he goes
0: i have a bit of a, a bit of a problem with you trying to use this sort of the transfer ban as a sort of stick to beat them with no i'm just trying to it, it, because you're, that's actually glossing over some of the facts as to why they got that transfer ban and how it came about and Actually, it was while you can say, admit that it was them completely glossing over the rules, essentially what they were asking for was and, to be exempt from the rules because they were actually operating on such a higher plane to other clubs. Oh, right, OK. Sure, yes, they shouldn't have done that because the rules were still the rules and they were told no, but to say, well, it's this dodgy club who claims they're better than that because they're breaking, that's not quite right.
1: All right, OK. But the other point about the fact, you know, this is from an, a, a region where the people have been oppressed for a long time and now he's going somewhere else. But the, the, that but what the, people care? As long as the football
2: team keeps winning? I suppose so, you're right. But the there's other points. Well, Jihadi it. John
1: has um, been chased out of ISIS, so Lucas Redaby is looking for something to do these days.
0: Well, when did that happen? Are you trying to say there's a vacancy? Well, they, you know, the other Jihadis
1: are very upset that Jihadi John is grabbing all their publicity, so he's had to go into hiding he put in a transfer request? He has. He wants to go join Shining Path. He's, go, he's going to go across town to Al-Qaeda? Yeah, he's ready to come and get me, please, to whoever's in uh, charge.
2: I mean, the, the other thing I'd say is that, just on Messi's behalf, okay. the, the other facts in this matter are that Gabon are 65th ranked in, in the world. Not bad. Um, they're trying to get the Africa Cup of Nations <clears> finals <throat> in 2017. And they uh, have
0: them, don't they? Yeah. I thought that was why he was there. I thought it was part of the state st- was being built for that championship.
2: That that's it, that's it, and he laid you're correct Adam, that's it, he laid the foundation stone, I guess together with Bongo, for the mm. for the new venue. So it he's he's done it for footballing reasons. Mm. Okay,
3: he's just he just stepped in for set platter. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping his, <laughs> keep... taking up such a taking up such a a visit in the past, but now can't be seen to be doing anything. Quite as dodgy, as that?
0: Keeping what? his head
1: down. Set, Set Blatter. Bearing in mind what news was in the Sunday Times yesterday and all the, um, the drugs issues from the Olympics. That's right. I didn't know he's got a seat on the IOC.
0: If you're if you're underestimating how many fingers Set Blatter's got, <laughs> how many pies? Sorry, Set Blatter's got his fingers in. You are making some big mistakes in your life.
1: Maybe he's Cornish with all that many fingers. Right, <laughs> um, Well, this weekend sees the return of the Premier League, doesn't it? So I think it's only fair we give that a quick preview. Now, I'm going to ask you for your top four, bottom three at the end of this, but what I'm going to do, going to go through each team individually, we're going to go through it in three stages. Our top four, who's going to make up a little chase for the Europa League, maybe try and sneak into the top four afterwards, and then probably the other candidates for relegation Uh, so first of all we'll go top four so are we can anybody see anything other than uh, City, Chelsea United and Arsenal
2: yes no
1: yes yes you can what what would you say please don't say Liverpool
2: again do you want want my top four well then give me your top four Chelsea this is in order is it yeah Chelsea top Arsenal second Manchester City third Liverpool
1: fourth Hang on so ch- Arsenal second Manchester Ma- City third Yep And Liverpool fourth Correct You know when you did this last season You ruined our season Didn't
2: you No, no Well last season I I, uh, I I said Liverpool would win I'm being more reserved this time
1: Oh right Okay Anything else <laughs> might look a bit foolhardy
2: Yes <laughs> <laughs> mm.
1: Uh, right go on what did you what did you, two, you said no you can't see anything different than that Adam did you say yeah go on then what order do you reckon
0: um, I have got Chelsea for, Chelsea winning the league closely followed and hard to split by Manchester United and Arsenal with Man City in fourth
1: oh okay Mark what do you reckon
3: um, I, I think Chelsea might win but not by as much as last year yeah Arsenal second United third, City fourth.
1: We're going for City four.
3: Yeah,
2: and
1: I'm going to do the same, I think. But okay, let's have a little chat about this top four then, because
2: Chris, Chris, just just there. I mean, I think this might be a good time to bring in uh, some of the thoughts of our listeners as well. Yeah, on them, because we've had some good feedback from from the guys on Twitter and Facebook. Um, Again, in the same sort of ballpark as where we are so if we kick off with Alan Marshall so thanks for your tweet Alan what's his his Twitter name is it Alan Marshall is it it's going to be difficult if we go through all the the, the Twitter names but you'll find them on the uh, all on the man on the post feed if you want to follow these guys just look look up the notifications Um, so Alan's gone for Manchester United to win Chelsea second Arsenal third and like myself good man Alan Liverpool fourth Um,
0: starting to see why Alan got rid out first
2: (laughs) Uh, we've also got a tweet from Colin Render so thanks Colin for, for this Colin's gone for Chelsea Manchester City Manchester United and Arsenal and on Facebook we got a message from Kieran Brockerton Baker and he's gone for Arsenal to win Chelsea second Manchester United third and Manchester City fourth
1: Right. On that, I was, I've been going through the, each team's transfers. Uh, now, you've got Arsenal. The only player they bought is Czech. Chelsea have bought Falcao and Begovic. Presumably both of those are going to sit on the bench. Um, Manchester City, in getting rid of a load of Englishmen, have obviously had to sign some. So they've bought Sterling, Fabian Delph and some guy called Patrick Roberts. It's £12 million from Fulham. Um, and United, of course, they've they bought Depay, Romero, uh, Darmain... Schneidlin and Schweinsteiger, which, according to somebody on Twitter, um, Edward Wood couldn't understand whether Van Hal said Schneidlin or Schweinsteiger, so he didn't want to upset him, so he got both. Um, so the only people that really have strength in amongst all that is United, really.
3: But It's, yeah, never, that great. Easy to, it's never that easy to put together a, a team with about another six or seven players in and expect them to gel all very quickly and especially when they're all such big people big sign-ins potentially big egos and everything else I think it's going to take a while for that team to to generate itself again you know they spent a lot of money last year but they're all quality sign-ins and they they should be much closer to the title than they have been the last couple of years for sure
1: Well as, um, as United fans as they saw City spend all this money over the last six or seven years have said they like doing things in the right way by being players through the youth thing who United? Yeah, and
3: when was the last time they did that? <laughs> exactly. It's a, bit of, uh, it's, a, it's a bit of a myth that United have always done that because that's simply not true.
1: Oh well, no, certainly not last year and this year. No. Um, but honestly, the big thing for Arsenal is the fact that um, they bought a goalkeeper, which is obviously what they needed. They need some kind of defensive midfielder, and they need a, a sort of Benzema sort of star striker. They've only really covered one of those bases, haven't they?
0: Why do they need a Benzema star striker? What's wrong with Olivier Giroud?
1: I don't know because people on Twitter say they do. Um, well, I'm not
0: going to get. I'm not going to get into what some of the people on Twitter <laughs> say. Well, who
1: have they got other than Giroud? Because Giroud he gets injured a lot, doesn't he? Well who
0: have they got?
1: Well, Beck. Who I don't
3: I don't rate him. Never have done. I don't think Giroud's much better, but. I think that I think Czech will make a massive difference to them, and you're right. They probably do need another. The next thing they should get is another midfield player, another central midfield, good, really good defensive central midfield player. And they missed the boat probably with uh, Schneidlin.
0: If like know,
1: he was making Bowie eyes at them all last year, wasn't he? How did he
0: miss anything? Uh, because he also well, it did, it did. To, he also made them at Tottenham as well.
1: Yeah,
0: but also you're also forgetting that they, if he doesn't even fancy Welbeck, he also has Walcott back.
3: Yeah, but he's never been a proper centre-forward, though. No matter how much he wants to be, he's not.
0: But in the last two years, when he's had the opportunity to play there and not been injured, he's scored goals.
3: I don't know. I don't don't see him as a centre-forward. Certainly not if they're going to play one man up front, one behind and four in midfield. You know, you do need somebody who can hold the ball up and, okay, Giroud's good at that and... I don't know. I think Giroud, with if they played two two up front, but how many people play two centre centre-fours these days?
2: But then, w- using that argument, then wh- why why are you guys dismissing Liverpool? Because they've got Daniel Sturridge. The, in the players. Because I watched them. Daniel, Daniel Sturridge <laughs> and, and Benteke.
0: You, okay. Okay. Croft, Alan, I've got I've, I've got two questions for you. One, how many games is Daniel Sturridge going to play?
2: Good point. Don't necessarily need him when he gets injured. Benteke's the man up front.
0: Two. How do you get the ball to Benteke?
3: They couldn't win the league with Suarez, so why are
2: they win the I haven't said they're going to win the league this year. I've just, I said fourth. Um, I mean, the, the thing is, what I would say is I think some people are sort of overpricing Manchester United. They've made these signings, but none of them are Galacticos. They're, they're really? not.
0: Well, no, but the Galacticos famously failed, Colin.
2: Yeah, but th- these guys aren't star <laughs> signings. They're, they're, they're
0: mean, that, tidy. Is that not a good thing necessarily? If yeah, you
2: Liverpool players have made... Liverpool have made equally tidy signings.
0: Mm. Mm. <laughs> equally,
1: well, they're still standing. Last year, Di Maria is on his way to Paris, isn't he? And they still reckon there's Pedro to come. Um, Schneidlin's exactly the kind of player they want long-term takeover from Carrick, isn't he? I think Liverpool have got two, Liverpool have got plenty of holes in that team.
3: That for me means they won't finish top four
2: I just get the opinion that Liverpool could be a surprise package getting to the top four um, The as for Manchester United because I've, I've dismissed Manchester United I've said they're not going to finish in the top four my reasoning for that would be if Rooney's not firing all cylinders they're going to be in trouble they, they need Rooney to be fit and brilliant and he can do that but if he has injuries or a lousy season, then I think they could come a cropper.
0: But when Wayne really plays up front for Manchester United, he scores 30 goals a season. That's just what happens.
2: So so therefore, you're saying he's going to be top scorer? Yes. Ooh, that's a prediction. With Pedro still to come.
1: The only thing for United is he's going to be going for the title and the Champions League a bit too much, or going for a top-four place in the Champions League too much.
3: They've added enough, to the, enough quality to the squad, I think, to cope better than a lot of teams have done in the past, who have then been out of it and gone back in it again. We, you know, like Liverpool, for instance, last year, they certainly couldn't cope with both, going for both.
1: No.
0: For, for a team that didn't have any midfield players, they've got a hell of a lot of midfield players now.
1: Yeah, they have. Well, the other thing as well is the the um, higher factor as well, isn't he? Yeah,
0: that's, he was, that's worth, interesting.
1: He was worth an awful lot of points then last season.
0: But he hasn't gone anywhere yet. Uh, yet. Yet, but, yet being the key word. But it'll be interesting to see what sort of bargaining power perhaps Manchester United can pull over Real Madrid.
1: Well, Casillas has is gone, isn't he? Now, so they've got a bit more bargaining power than they did this.
0: I believe, yeah, I, I
1: agree. Is, is, is Jersey Dudek
0: still there? I can't help but feel that like if Van Gaal wants to sell i oh, not De Maria. Sorry, De Gea has being reported, and also in that, if Di Maria is going, I can't help but feel that Van Gaal has some sort of plan. You must have another goalkeeper lined up because I don't. Who's got No, well, no, Valdes is gone.
2: Oh, is he? Oh, right.
0: in all but no. In, in all but spirit, as not he? got hung out to dry.
2: Yeah. Apparently he refused to play for the reserves, so So the rumours were. So then got
0: on to fuck right off.
2: Mm. So so are you thinking Lloris?
0: I still think that, yeah. But I, I've, this is bold and this is going to be what I suggested to you guys about our transfers that we'd like to see. I still think there's a small chance, and I know it's very small because he's very much loved in the, in this place, but that De Gea does go, and Gareth Bale comes in the other direction. You think? I think there's a hell of a lot of that money. I, I think that there's a possibility you could see Adidas putting some of that money up now for Manchester United as well.
2: Hmm.
1: Paris isn't going to want to take a bit of a shot uh, at ego kick in there, is he?
2: The, the other side of the coin, though, is perhaps the Real Madrid fans wouldn't lose too much sleep if he did leave.
0: No, is that is there only going to be Florentino Paris' ego?
2: I mean, I don't, I don't, I presume he does have a bit of bargaining power on selling shirts, but he's no Beckham, is he? Mm. I, I guess it's, it's all about money, isn't it? It's all about the price. I mean, but.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the other thing as well is now United are back in the Champions League. they got FFP to consider, but I mean, is that a, a thing for a club their size?
0: Not if you're also getting rid of Di Maria at the same time.
1: Uh, what was that? About 45 million or so, isn't it?
0: But yeah, so, they, so you get rid of Di Maria, you get rid of De Gea. How much more money have you got to put up to get yourself to. I suppose so, yeah. To being able to afford Gareth Bale?
1: I suppose. Um, Chelsea, they've really, all they've bought is Falcao and, uh, confusingly, you know, Begovic, I've got no idea why he's gone there. He's just going to sit on the bench watching Courtois, isn't he?
0: Because he wouldn't want to retire at 28 or however old he is.
1: Well, I suppose so. <laughs> Maybe he's going to be the next, um, he's going to be the next Stuart Taylor, isn't he? That we love so much on here. <laughs> um,
0: Falcao as well,
1: that's another odd one. Is that some kind of vanity purchase by Mourinho to think I can get the best out of them?
0: No, it's some sort of Giorgio um, Mendes-inspired purchase from Jose Mourinho.
1: Giorgio <laughs> uh, Mendes, who Cristiano Ronaldo bought an island for this week.
0: Yeah, but which sounds impressive until you learn it's a Greek island and anyone can buy them. Oh, right, you've probably got three knocking around. You? <laughs> I went on holiday to Greece and accidentally bought two. <laughs> uh,
1: so, are they, are they progressive signings? Is that enough to keep them... Challenging on two fronts, is it?
0: I do, I don't really see much difference in in big. Be- they haven't achieved anything in signing Begovic, have they?
1: Mm. No.
0: Um. But you do wonder what. Maybe there's still more to come. That's the that's the crazy thing you have to remember about that. Well, we have this ridiculous transfer deadline David means that the season starts this weekend and we've still got three more weeks of transfers
1: yeah do you think there could still be more to come well you kind of hope wouldn't
3: you? you are listening to Man on the Post podcast why not check out our website over at manonthepost.com you can also follow us on twitter at manonthepost and most importantly please head over to iTunes to rate and review us thanks for listening now back to the show
1: but Liverpool we touched on a little bit. They've lost uh, Sterling Gerrard, Glenn Johnson, and uh, annoyingly enough Andre Wisdom on loan, but they bought in Benteke, Milner, Ings, Klein, Firmino. That's a bit meh, isn't it? Considering they could have got Andre Ayew and Gignac and Kadiri, Armalenko and all these lot that were on their free transfers. If I was Brendan Rodgers, I would feel quite exposed at the moment because if these transfers don't come off, particularly Firmino and Benteke the amount they spent on them, he's in an awful lot of trouble.
0: If I was Brendan Rodgers, I'd start, I'd be starting to do one of those things where you can prepay for your Christmas to make sure that because when the when you haven't got income coming in at that time and his kids still want presents,
1: <laughs> his ex-wife will want something as well.
2: I, I see it slightly differently. I think I think Brendan Rodgers is safe as houses for this season. You having then at Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> okay um, the, the thing is if, if if Liverpool wanted to get rid of him they could have got rid of him at the end of last season they had every opportunity but they've stood by him
0: that doesn't mean that he's safe as houses though
1: it means Klopp's not available for a few weeks
2: <laughs> well for
0: Klopp I'd, I'd, I'd ask questions about Pellegrini
2: I'd, I'd say hey how, how's Manchester City going to get on this season if they have a bit of a dodgy start yeah Jurgen Klopp is, is looming he's hanging around isn't he
0: Jurgen Klopp is going to be doing to the to some of these managers at the top of European football the same that Sam Allardyce is going to be doing to any team that's about seventeenth.
1: <laughs> well, no, he said he was more suited to Real Madrid than Inter, didn't he?
0: Well, if his name ended in a vowel,
1: <laughs> Allardyce. Um, City. Then we've not really touched on the City bought... Sterling for 49 million, which QPR get 9.8, and that pays their FFP fine, thankfully. Um, they got Patrick Roberts and Fabian Delph. That's not really enough, is it? Oh, they've lost Steven Jovetevic and people like that, haven't they? Milner, who I think is quite underrated
2: as a player. You did mention Sterling, yeah? Mm. Yeah, Okay. fine. No, I, I... Sterling
1: is a funny one because He's I good, think he's good He is very good, yeah he is He's really, really good But I don't think he's, a, he's one for um, Being around players with bigger egos than him. I think he got quite Psyched out by Luis Suarez When he was at Liverpool Two or three times He was sort of concentrating on What he should be doing with Suarez More than what he was doing with the ball When he was playing And he's either grown up a little bit Or he's going to get sort of that, again, from Aguero and Silver and people like that.
0: You wonder whether that's... That might not necessarily be Ego. That might be someone thinking... At that point, like you said, he was, what, probably 19 at that point? Yeah. he's probably
1: only two children in then, wasn't he?
0: Probably thinking, shit, this guy's so much better than him. I, I need to do everything I can to give him the ball.
1: Yeah.
3: The issue with Sterling for me is that I've never actually seen him play one full, consistently good season. Yet, okay, he's only 20 years old, but it's a hell of a lot of money and a hell of a lot of investment to expect him to come in and play, based on what I've seen with him. I don't know what you guys think, but I, I've only ever seen him play bursts of six weeks here and there, and then he vanishes for three months, and then he comes back again. Um, and you also, could... City aren't short of players who play in his position and do his what he does. You I don't know say... what exactly he's going to make that's going to boost City further forward or change what they do. Mm.
0: You, you could say that he spent his time playing with a manager who kept playing a right wing back.
3: Well, there is that. But I mean, that manager's safe as houses, so it's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm not really sure who these players they've got who, play, who can play wide and do what Sterling are at, at Man City. I don't see them.
1: Well, is he an upgrade on Navas? Yes. Is he an upgrade on Silva, who can play that position as well?
0: He's a different player to Silver though, isn't he? He is yeah he'll actually play but, wide and play with pace
3: but will he but will he play wide will he will he stick will he be like a Navas sticks and you know sticks to the wing the whitewash on his boots because Navas stuck out like a sore thumb in that team because they they forever want to to turn inside, and it was almost like Navas was there just for the sake of okay well we we bought him now, so we're going to have to play him. It just didn't suit the way City played, and if they if they put Sterling in that position, I can see the same thing happening to him. And I don't think he would want to do that anyway. I think he'd end up doing the same thing as Nasri does, and the same thing that Silva does. I
0: think that he has, but I think that he, that's exactly the, the difference between he is sort of almost that hybrid between the two because he can can play out white. he will come inside, but he has got pace the sort of pace that Nazri and definitely Silva do not have.
3: You also, I would also factor Aguero into that because Aguero doesn't play like a—he's a, a centre forward that doesn't play in the centre particularly much, you know. So I wonder if they're all going to end up tripping as they have done on many occasions. They already do trip over each other a lot. I don't know if they're like almost too fluid a team when they go forward. But they need. Do you know what they need,
0: Olivier Giroud?
3: Well, well, they got Boney, haven't they? Who hasn't <laughs> done anything for them so far? Which was, I mean, that was the. For me, that was the big mystery signing of the, the winter transfer window. I,
1: I don't see where he... But I just don't know. Where, see how he fits in there. Probably because he's just not good enough to be there. Well, the other thing with City, they've not addressed the central defensive issues they've got, and they've not defre- addressed the Fernandinho, Fernando, um, Yaya Artori thing in the middle either, have they?
0: When you say addressed, do you mean worked out which runs which?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that was their big problem last season, wasn't it? It wasn't, you know, who, we need Sterling because this position's looking a bit iffy. It was all these other bits, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, well, I completely agree with you.
3: That's that's hope maybe that's what they're hoping Delft's gonna do and come in and take at least one of those out on a regular basis.
0: But but all that's doing is is that uh, to me all that's doing is replacing what James Milner was doing. Hmm.
1: Well, so Milner was a man for all seasons, wasn't he? He'd play wing back, he'd play wing or whatever. Whereas Delft's a bit more central, isn't he?
0: And I'm still one of the biggest puzzles I have with Manchester City is how they got themselves into this this central defensive predicament they're in when they had Stasich. Yes. How could a player that good have just just fallen apart and gone?
1: They just they just didn't fancy him some reason, did they?
0: Baffles me. So I they, think... they 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 reap what they sow in that department.
1: Yeah, I mean, Mangala is just unless he has a a real improvement on a season, he's just nowhere near a Savage, is he? No.
0: Or, um, or the or the quality necessary.
1: No, indeed. What about the best of the rest? Then Go on, We talk the Europa League, and so then he's trying to break into this top four. We talk about Liverpool. What about Spurs or Everton or Southampton? Somebody like that. Anyone make a case for them jumping into the top four?
0: No, I think Southampton yeah. will fall away.
1: Yeah, they bought... I mean, they bought players I've never even heard of, apart from Stephen Corker. Um, That doesn't say much.
0: I think Stephen is a good player.
1: He is a very good player, yeah. But, I mean, I'm, they spent £8 million on Geordie
0: Classy. I just, the reason... The, purely the reason I think, they, I think they'll fall away is um, how highly I, I rate Snyderland.
1: Yes. Yeah, he, and then and then Pele needs to. He went through periods of not scoring last season, didn't he?
0: Yes. And I and I might be proved to be wrong because while I certainly wasn't one of them, lots of people were writing them off last season, and look how well they spent that money. So.
2: Hmm. Spurs? Anybody? Sorry, go on. Sorry, me. No, I was just going to say. Um, I think Spurs and Everton will do what Spurs and Everton do. Everton can't have a season as bad as last season. They've, they've got to be better. Um, John Stone's leaving is a bit of a worry if Chelsea do start throwing the money around but Spurs are offloading lots of players so they're all going out but there's not much coming in um, for me there's only going to be two teams in that sort of mid-region I think that might stand out next year and I'm not saying they're going to get into Europa place but I think they'll be in the top ten which is Stoke and Crystal Palace Stoke. I think they they could be the surprise packages yeah, Stoke's
1: oh. really exciting to me because they've got Affleaving and Ginkle um, all, do, all ready to go with their sort of Barcelona players. anything was a Stoke, they've got given Glenn Johnson in the number eight jersey.
0: Yeah, I saw that.
1: That's not good.
0: No. Did you see the BBC Five Live tweet something about where they put a, a um, an alternative squad number 11 out or something like that? Uh, no. I've got it saved somewhere. Let me just find it for you. But I think what's... um what's a bit disappointing is that I'm not going to get the f- to be able to fully reap the rewards of this because Colin I be able to tell you how long I've had to spe- spend with the rest of the guys on the podcast as a defender of <coughs> Mark Hughes it was sometimes I was on my own
1: Is this the case Colin? The poor old Adam on his own
2: uh, yeah, yeah yes <laughs> um, yes, is the answer um, Though, t- the thing is though, from, from the signings Stoke have made It looks like they're turning a different corner, aren't they? They're trying something different
1: They are, yeah, definitely I mean, the whole thing for ages was um, Would Barcelona be able to do it on a Tuesday night in Stoke? Well, they've got three ex-players there now Bojan as well played pre-season game after his injury
0: I don't Perhaps know how they've got those players But, <laughs> fair play to them Just quickly before we move on I'll give you, I'm not going to go through the whole team But they, they had a back five that consisted of Edgar Davids in goal wearing number one, Asamoah Gyan wearing number three, Stuart Downing wearing number six, Milan Barros number five and Clint Dempsey number two. And I'll skip the midfield, but they had William Gallas as ten and, and Boularus up front wearing number nine.
1: Yes, Cali Bullaroos, yes. In fact, I retweeted earlier on today um, an article by these, I can't remember who they are, but they're a... Um, uh, they're a blog that specialise in squad numbers. And it, they did an article called the squad, well, squad Numbers Blog. Um, and there's an article all about Chelsea's number nines throughout the Premier League era that have been terrible. Including Torres. The only one that's really been successful is uh, Hasselbank. Steve Sidwell, he wore nine. All those other ones. <laughs> <laughs> um so first, they bought Kieran Trippier from Burnley, they bought uh is it Toby Alderwild, Adam, from Atletico?
0: Don't make me pronounce his name. Alderald. Afterwards. <laughs> the and then if you some, if you'd said that with enough confidence, Mark, you'd have been fine.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> no one was going no one's gonna question you or pick you up on it.
1: <laughs> Swansea's the other one as well. They were in and about last season, weren't they? They've kept Gomez, because um, they were talking the about him going to mid leagues, but they bought Andre Ayu. Thank you, Brendan. And um, Ida from Braga for five minutes as well. They're looking pretty neat.
3: I like Swansea. I think if they can sort their away format a bit, I think they could, along with Stoke, potentially Crystal Palace, I think they could be surprise pushes for the top six, not top four. But I think I think they might put a, put a, put a bit of pressure on Liverpool and Spurs for fifth and sixth. Um, you mentioned Everton, and I'm, I'm going to say that they'll be a surprise team in the bottom half this season.
1: You had a bummer on Everton all last season, didn't you, even when they won yeah, those four they, games in a row? because they were shit. That's fine. <laughs> well, when, when, when they won those four games in a row, you still did.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong, there, Matt, but do you not have a bit of a downer on, on Martinez?
3: Um, I've, I've resolved to give him a, a bit of a clean slate this season, but pre-season hasn't been overwhelming. Uh, it's been very much in the same vein as last season, so... Already I'm a bit dubious, and have you seen the first 10 fixtures of the season? We've got all of the top eight in the first 10 games of this, last year's top eight in the first 10 fixtures of this season, so already the home game against Watford on Saturday for me is a must win. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to the game, so I'm going to be sitting there chewing my nails, thinking this is three <laughs> points, three points further to get to that 40 point mark as soon as possible.
1: So, preseason optimism didn't even make it to the end of July. No.
3: no. I, listen, we're too good to go down, but I don't think we'll finish in the top half. So, I would count Everton out of one of the Europa League challenges. Are you sure I'm you don't want to sign Hans Sagers? Well, I mean, drop him a cash bag and he might do the honours.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, so the other 12 or 13 teams that could end up in some kind of relegation bun fight like normal. Um, is there any three dead set to go down? I mean, the three that have come up, you've got. Watford, uh, who have bought Vidra permanently, they bought Berami and Etting Capoue. The Pozzo family also own Granada and Udinese. You'd think they'd plough all their money into Watford at the minute. You've got Norwich who just come up and you've got Bournemouth who are top of the league at the moment, alphabetically.
2: Chris, would you like the predictions Uh, from the listeners? Hold on. How can they be top of the league?
1: AFC Bournemouth. Ah, OK. There you Uh. go. Barry's the first time in every hundred years Arsenal haven't been. Until Park FC come along or whatever. <laughs> Colin hart has been released by Bournemouth.
0: Yeah, there's a reason for that. Um, <laughs> it's almost it's almost like it's difficult to play in the Premier League in your forties.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just to say, do, do you want me to give you the top three, uh, the bottom three from the uh, from the guys who, who responded to us? Yeah, go on, then. give us their bottom three. So so Alan Marshall gave us, um, we'll start with, I'll I'll go 2019-18. So Alan Marshall, bottom, went with Uh, Bournemouth, Leicester, Sunderland. Uh, Colin Render went for Norwich Bottom, Leicester, Bournemouth, also going down. Kieran Brockerton-Baker went with Bournemouth Bottom, Watford and Aston Villa Ooh.
1: that's it that's the ones is it yeah. alright well who's your candidate uh,
0: Adam. I'll definitely go if you're going to make a voice a noise like that Aston Villa because I have them to go down me
3: too what
0: <laughs> I, 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 I'll, I'll give, I haven't got a particular order but I'll give you but I'll say that Villa Leicester and Norwich will go down with Sunderland trying as hard as they can to be there again
1: Villa, Leicester and Norwich as I said this is Tim Sherwood's first pre-season isn't it
0: yeah so let's see how that goes for him
1: <laughs> uh, well they've got Scott Sinclair Michael Richards and Jordan
0: are you mm. yeah they also lost Fabian and Duff and Christian Benteke
1: and they've lost Darren Bent and um, Viman as well to Derby Derby done very well there haven't they
3: yeah he'd be a good player in the championship
1: yeah and they've got Paul Clement as manager now you see that one, mm.
0: Adam? I did, yeah.
1: That's quite a good one for them, isn't
0: it? It's about as far as my knowledge of Championship football goes, but ah. I, I, I'll notice when a Real Madrid manager joins somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think Bent was
2: on loan, wasn't he? Yeah, he's joined permanently now, isn't he? Yeah, he's joined permanently. But when he, when he was at Derby, he was shit. I think <laughs> he scored quite a few, didn't he? Yeah. Did he? I'd like to see the stats. I've heard. I've heard bad things on on. Okay, it's Twitter. But um...
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, love you, I love how you checked yourself there, Colin. It's like, yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, you realised. Oh, 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 my source is Twitter. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it wasn't. played shit and
1: score. Huh? You can play shit and score goals. <laughs> true. True. I remember watching Neil Marshall. That's definitely true. Well, there you go. Um. Leicester they've got a new manager as well haven't they Claudio Ranieri after yeah, he a, will, um, the race he will Christmas oh, you don't think so no Delbian. I think Leicester will go down, do down as well do you want, you want my three
2: yeah yes let me get the piece of paper go on mate. give me your three <coughs> again I'll do myself a favour I'll do an Adam and not say in any particular order well, but um, Leicester
1: yeah Norwich yeah
2: Newcastle United.
1: <laughs>
2: Are you Katie Hopkins? No. Nope. Why does she not like Steve McLaren either? Uh, <laughs> she comes
1: out with mental outlandish stuff like Liverpool coming fourth and Newcastle getting relegated as well. What? What's
2: outlandish about Newcastle getting relegated? Uh, well, McLaren is definitely an upgrade on John Carver. Uh, t- 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 tell me Steve McLaren's success record. Steve McLaren has won... Uh, I'll, I'll tell you his failure record. I can say, yeah, and all it consists of is
0: England
1: Yeah, exactly <laughs> He's won leagues in Denver, Holland He nearly got Derby promoted He, he did well with Derby with the resources he had
0: He also nearly won the, the UEFA Cup with Middlesbrough
1: Exactly Who uh, were probably on a similar level then To what Newcastle are now, weren't they? He's bought a few I have no idea about the pronunciations of these But he's bought three players for about £40 million pounds. So Ashley's actually been spending I think Newcastle will be a mid-table team this year. I agree. Mm-hmm.
2: Tell me about Wolfsburg. How did he get on there? Tell me about Derby. How did he get on there with all his money that he spent? He didn't write he Derby. D- no, he didn't get him promoted. That's why he was sacked.
0: Was he well? sacked, well, yeah. he was sacks released. But also because it, also because he had his head turned by Newcastle. Yeah. So you could say that if he'd, if he'd actually left before then and just joins Newcastle, which perhaps also Derby weren't at the time willing to let him do, then we'd be sitting here looking at someone who was actually cherry-picked away from Derby and is currently Newcastle manager.
1: Yeah. I think the Wally the Broly thing is, is, um, is quite antiquated now, isn't it?
2: I don't get it. I, I, I'm sorry, maybe I'm the old man out here. I don't get Steve McLaren. I mean, he's not Alex Ferguson, no, but he's not a complete dangle either. I, well,
1: I, Do you honestly I, think there's 18 better teams than Newcastle?
2: No, I don't necessarily agree with that. What I would say is that I think that Newcastle are a team in disarray. I think they've got a bad owner. I think their fans are keen to jump on the team as soon as there's a slight hint of, you know, really pushing negativity on the players as soon as they have a, a bad run of results.
0: But at um, the same time, they're also willing to very quickly go the other way.
1: Yeah. They're very bipolar,
2: aren't they, Newcastle
1: fans?
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, possibly. I mean, they, they were not doing too bad with Pardew, and and the Pardew out thing was insane, and Pardew showed...
0: But that, that, while, while I, I, I'm not necessarily completely Bonaparte, you can see why they got that though, because like you said, the bad results, but the, sometimes Alan Padre's run of bad results consisted of 12 months. Mm. Sandwiched by six month periods when they were really good and kept, normally kept them in leagues or got them so far ahead that they couldn't possibly go down.
1: Don't forget the season before last. They had a very similar run to what they did this season just gone, where they just gave up by about March, didn't they? And that was under party. I don't know. I think he's not the man you... I don't think he's as bad as you uh, you make out, Colin. Um, what about Leicester? So, Nigel Pearson's left after his son's got his end away. Um, maybe in some kind of tribute, they signed somebody called Fuchs. And
2: then, Paddy is now your manager. Are you a happy Leicester fan? Well, well, hold on. How many of us have not got Leicester in the bottom three? Um, I have. Mark, have you given me your three yet?
3: No, I'm going to go for, in no particular order, Leicester, Watford and Villa. So, all of us?
1: I'm going to go for Watford, Villa, Norwich. And nobody's gone for
0: Bournemouth. No, I'll, I'll tell you a stat here. Look at that young face for Eddie Howe. How could you possibly say that's going down?
1: <laughs> Is this someone for um, Greg and uh, Tom to get behind? Is it Bournemouth?
0: Car, come on. Think about your geography.
1: I am. It's all north. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I've got a sat here for you: Norwich, Bournemouth, and Watford. All scored, all got over eighty points, eight points last season. The other six teams that have been promoted from the Championship. Into the Premier League, that have scored over eighty points in the Championship, have all stayed up. So there's some crumb of comfort for those teams that have come up. Uh yes.
1: Norwich have signed Graham Dorans, Yusuf Mulumbu, Andre Wisdom, and Robbie Brady. Are they going to keep you up?
2: I said Norwich going to get relegated, but the. the, the my thinking is that, and again, a similar to why I'm sort of putting Newcastle as, as one of the teams I think will go down, is that if you look at what Leicester did, Palace did, to some extent what Sunderland did, they were dead and, and Villa, they were dead and buried. But what got them through wasn't buying new players, it was about sort of building a team spirit and camaraderie. And I reckon that the likes of Bournemouth...
0: Yep. Well, hold on, Colin, just a second, because you you can quickly counter that point by saying, what did Burnley do?
1: Yeah. They were very
2: uh, buzzed together, weren't they? One for all, and all for one. But the, the problem with Burnley, Burnley is a little bit of an exception because they were never a good team even in the championship. Everybody had them down for being relegation candidates.
0: But how many, po- how many points did they get in their, ch- in their season in the Championship?
2: I think their camaraderie got them to a point which got them promoted to the Premier League. But then it, they just didn't go any further. Um, and, and the strike force they had was never going to, apart from Danny Ings, that's all they had. I th- I think it was just a step too far for <laughs> Burnley.
1: OK, so you all reckon Leicester are going to go down then? I mean, Christian Fuchs isn't a bad player also. Joking aside about his name,
0: uh, I couldn't tell you
1: that. But Campioes has gone, hasn't he? Mm. And he was the, the big thing last season for Leicester, wasn't he? But I think you're right. I think they could well miss him.
3: Just get the feeling it might unravel a bit now. There now, not that I particularly like Nigel Pearson, but I think it might all unravel now that he's left. Um, and that and Ranieri, I don't know. It never inspires converse, um, confidence in me. Okay. So I don't know what he's going to do to the players.
1: Well, he was the man that lost to the Fair Walens at home when he was Greece manager, wasn't he?
3: Yeah, and hasn't he had like twelve jobs in the last four weeks? Yeah, <laughs> 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 he's a tenth. Is that what you say? Yeah. I mean, I do. I fancy Bournemouth and Norwich to stay up because they, I mean they're heavily reliant on the the skills and the adaptability and whatever else of their respective managers, aren't they? Yeah. Whereas it's, Watford, I think it wouldn't matter who you put in the Watford hot seat. They're solely reliant on, or it seems to be, they're very reliant on the fact that the chairman's got his fingers in several pies and plenty of money to ship people in. So well,
1: the coach. I, know, at, I,
3: think, I fancy Bournemouth and I should do pretty well, actually.
1: The coach at Watford is um, it's Kike Flores, isn't it? Now, I, I had a little Google about him earlier on. He got Valencia to the Champions League quarterfinals. He won the Europa League with um, Atletico. He won the uh, Portuguese Cup with Benfica. So he's no mug, is he?
3: No, but if he loses four games in a row, what might happen there?
1: Uh, well, yeah, they went through four managers last year.
3: didn't they? I yeah, exactly. Uh, Bournemouth and Norwich, you, you know that the, li- the little iffy spill will stick with their managers for a while, you know for the foreseeable you imagine. Mm. Um, so, I don't know. I, 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 I think... I, don't, I just don't see Bournemouth and Norwich struggling as badly as a lot of people might suggest.
1: I wouldn't want to be the man that tells Alex Neal he's fired. No, he <laughs> looks like a little raggy, doesn't he? He does. He's a bit Jeremy Kyle, isn't he?
0: Just yeah. an, another team I think we should talk about. I don't know... I think Colin's gone through some other people who um, gave them, and I don't think I heard them mentioned anywhere, but I think it, you could see an absolute blaze of glory in West Ham.
1: Mm. They've not been tearing up trees in pre-season, though, have they?
0: No. Billich has not been making friends. No. Not that, that. That's in, that not that that's really in his blood. No. But... And... We all know what happened to clubs when they get rid of Sam Allardyce.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, they bought Paye, haven't they, from Marseille? He's not a bad player.
0: Well, no, but I'm sure for Bolton signed players and Blackburn signed players when they got rid of Sam Allardyce and Newcastle signed players. But look what happened.
1: Yeah, Andy Carroll's out till October. Um,
0: That's oh, we knew that. No loss. I knew, we knew <laughs> that two, We knew that two years ago.
1: Uh, Carlton Cole has been released, only he's probably to be re-signed again, probably. <laughs> So you think, I mean, it would be an awful thing, wouldn't you? Imagine playing your first season in the Olympic Stadium at championship level.
2: That that's the reason why I don't think it'll happen. I think if West Ham are on the ropes, I think that Gold and Sullivan will do whatever they can to sort of splash the cash just to keep them in the Premier League. Because it as you said, it the wouldn't be dreadful, you know, to be in that stadium that big in the championship.
3: The money they haven't spent on getting that stadium <laughs> <got> players instead. <laughs>
1: Uh, A couple of others then. So I'm quite interested by Crystal Palace. I mean, they've bought Yohan Kabai, haven't they? And Patrick Bamford. They're two pretty good signings. And West Brom have bought um, Ricky Lambert, haven't they? Uh, They've also bought everyone's soldier's friend, James McLean. And they might well keep Hino as well.
0: I still think, again, it's difficult to look at the signings. There's a lot of players about, but some of these... You could see some of these lower league players. Cobb's for I don't know as much as he gets to say him but you can look at players that are available just on free transfers like Jerry Barton still knocking about isn't he
1: yes he's not been signed by anybody I should imagine he'd probably demand a lot of money though.
0: yeah he will now but give it two weeks yeah that that, that a lot of money might become a little bit less money
1: it would work for food
0: yeah <laughs> fair enough okay so it's that's it's our... either that or it will be on BT Sport so I hope someone gives him a gig
1: oh can you imagine him and Robbie <laughs> Savage it's bad enough with Fletch and Sam, they look like they're in some <laughs> kind of bloody prison cell together. Uh,
0: a, prison cell where, a, pr- a prison cell where they've managed to acquire um, the, the seats from a touchline of a football stadium. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and Savage is dressed as Toad a Toad Hall. <laughs> um, OK, so that's pretty much the Premier League done then. Uh, we've done our top fours and we've done our bottom
2: threes. Anything else? Anybody wants to talk about Premier League or Championship wines this weekend? Yeah, just just to touch on one thing, Chris, maybe we've already uh, answered it, but Andrew Tanner asked us a question, a general question, which is, can Arsenal actually mount a serious title challenge this year? And is this their best chance to do it?
1: Uh, I think it's probably their best chance for a while, but I I think they're probably a player or two short. They should have got Schneidling, like Adam said.
0: No, I think they can do it. That's not me saying no, disagreeing with myself. That's no, I, th- I think they they can mount a title challenge. I think it's their best chance since two years ago when they should have bought a striker in January. They could have won the league then.
3: I I, th- I think they can do it. I just think they need to be a bit meaner than they have been before or since the likes of Vieira and that play for them. But I think um, they'll push Chelsea close, but maybe
1: just fall short. Well, this 200 million they got sloshing around supposedly. I mean, they should be looking to spend some of that, shouldn't they?
0: It's not all of um, them. That's not, that's not necessarily Wenger's philosophy. Sometimes he doesn't believe in spending money for the sake of it.
1: That's well, worked well over the last 10 years, is not it?
0: Well, to define worked well.
1: Won them a title.
0: Then, no. Well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what he's got to measure himself on, hasn't he? Um, I mean, the FA Cup's been good the last couple of years, but I think... What Arsenal fans want, they want um, Premier League success. Well, I think
0: I think that that's now what Arsenal fans want because I think that any intelligent Arsenal fan understood the period that they went through. They knew the financial constraints that, that were placed on the club, and that 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 was such a great achievement from Wenger in keeping them competitive. Mm. But I think that I think they've got a good chance, but. For me, it's just it's purely the Mourinho factor that says no. But I wouldn't underestimate just how transformative check might be to that team.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good question to ask after the transfer window closes as well. If we can remember to do that one.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I'd just point out, I'd just say that their, their midfield is something to behold. If they're firing on all cylinders and all fit, that's that's the big thing. But.
0: Is it? But only if you believe that Coquelin's actually a player.
2: Yeah, together with Santa cazola, Arteta, Wilshire, Ozil, Oxley, chamberlain Aaron Ramsey, if he comes up the goods this season. There's a lot of injuries in those names. That's isn't? the thing,
0: yeah. Not and and how many players did you name there, Colin? Four? There's probably only got only six good knees if you're including Arteta as some of them. <laughs>
1: Um, okay well we'll see how our predictions <coughs> Newcastle Liverpool um, get on behind May Colin I do admire your
2: optimism you're welcome someone someone's going <laughs> well I'm not being optimistic about Newcastle um, but there you go okay
1: um, have we got time for a game
2: well this uh, I've got a, a very quick th- this is like a, a little bit of retro time on on a man of the post. Um, th- th- this is a game that Tom originally put together, which is called Where Are They Now? And uh, I've only got one, so this is going to be quite a quick one. But uh, basically, I'll give you statements about a certain player and I'll give you clues. So there's going to be six clues, and you guys have to tell me how many clues you want. Um, and so, for example, if Adam says he's going to do it in four, then Chris and Mark are in the option of either thinking, well, Adam's not going to get it on four, so he's going to go five, or gamble and, and go for three. If, if you're really insane, you could go for one. Um, but the winner is the person who gets it correct. OK, well, you've not played this before, have you, Mark? No, me wasn't. OK, do you want to go first then? So, so how many clues do you think... It would take, Mark, for you to get the name of this footballer. It would be a bit of a spoiler if I just
3: went straight for one, wouldn't it?
0: It'd be, it'd... And ambitious, because the first one would probably be, he's 24 years old.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right, OK, well, I'll open the bid in at four.
0: 24? Is it Torebo West?
3: <laughs> no, it's Carney.
2: <laughs> OK, Mark, you gone for four? Yeah. But I don't, what do you reckon?
0: Uh, I'm famously rubbish at this game. How many quiz- How many were there, Colin? There's six clues. One, I think there's a good chance Mark's going to get it in four, and I po- wouldn't possibly be able to beat him in in three. So I'm going to go six and hope that Chris's ego gets the better of him.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah <laughs> <It> has. <laughs> has. I'm going to go for three. You're going
0: go for three, Chris. Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, you get the first three clues then, Chris. Go on then. Okay. Clue number one this footballer was born on the 13th of August 1970. Right. Uh, G- what's that mean? What
1: How old is he? 45. Yeah, nearly 46. 46, my I haven't, I haven't got a you, GCSE. I struggle to work these things out.
0: Okay,
2: so you, you want to move on to clue number two? You don't want to put a guess in yeah. yet, no?
1: I'd, no numbers, no.
2: Okay, clue number two. He scored a hat-trick in his first full debut when he was 17 years old and 240 days. Is it Robbie Fowler? Right then, Chris, you can either go with Robbie Fowler or you can hear your third clue. You might as well go for your third. What? I'll go with my uh, third. Clue number three. In 1992, he was sold for a record-breaking £3.3 million. Oh, no, it's um, Alan Shearer. It is Alan Shearer. Hey, there you go. Was that too easy? Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I
3: would have got it on the second.
2: <laughs> right then. Right, you you guys have had it. Next time it's going to be uber difficult. It's going to be like... Drove a Volvo. You know, or something <laughs> like that. Um,
3: a good name for a player, that. Drove a Volvo.
2: <laughs> <laughs> is it going to be someone like Chris Fairclough or somebody well, it's going to have to be more obscure, isn't it? Obviously, you guys are too too clued up on this, so um, yeah. So, so moving forward, we'll try to get a few more of those um, and see how it goes. Got it. We'll
1: be good with that. Has anybody got anything they want to add or plug or mention or say?
0: Nope. Nope.
1: Uh, there was a sports show that's just come out yesterday, wasn't
0: there? Oh shit! I'm a company man to the bitter end. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, oh, you went. You were. Um, you were, scarce, you? You, were drinking, was, you were drinking pina coladas on the beach or something, weren't you?
0: Yeah, I was having a lazy day.
1: <laughs> what did you do yesterday? Just to tell everybody.
0: Um, I I did the Prudential Ride London.
1: So how far did you ride?
0: Um, 100 miles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> a hundred
0: miles. A It took a long time. It took all day.
1: <laughs> so have you got? Is that for charity? Was it?
0: It was. Yeah. I, um. I rode with my, me and my friend. We rode for, um, for the chari- the homeless charity shelter.
1: Okay, and can people still donate if they want to?
0: Yes, I believe Ross kindly tweeted the link to it on the Man on the Post Twitter, so you can find it on there, I believe.
1: Okay, that's Ross Bell 1984, isn't it? So if you follow, him... no, no, it's
0: on, it's on the Man on the Post one. Oh, I mean, the... I mean, I mean right. he did it. It's not just me promoting myself,
1: No, <laughs> shamelessly. Uh, okay, so that's that man on the post if you want to donate to Adam. Um, Mark, where are we with Football Pink?
3: Where are we? Um, I'm just um, about to release issue nine in
1: about two weeks. Okay, and they'll be available for order from the thefootballpink.net, will they? Footballpink.net, yeah. Footballpink.net.
2: Colin, anything you want to sell? Your body? Anything? Colin? Oh, sorry, I was on mute there, guys. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, no
2: body parts for sale this week. Okay, that's fine.
1: Uh, Okay, well, thank you ever so much for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, We'll happily take any feedback that you want to pass our way at Man on the Post. Um, We might be a sales next week, maybe some other people, but we hope to record every Monday uh, post-Premier League matches uh, and pre-Champions League matches. Uh, If you like what you hear, then you can go to Man on the Post on iTunes and rate and review As We very, very gratefully receive any... uh, Five star reviews. Do we still got any fridge magnets left,
2: Colin? Uh there's a few knocking around. I think we might have about five left.
1: Five left, okay. So any five star So left. hurry. Yeah, hurry. I think we've had about five left for two years, we? Oh
2: No, no, I I got an absolute batch load. Um I think I think I think I think we had about fifty. Oh, yeah. Did we? So yeah, okay. to, but well, down to the last five, so yeah, limited edition.
1: Limited edition. So this will be one for Hugh Scully in later years. Uh, if they want to follow you guys on Twitter,
2: how do they follow you, Colin? Uh, I'm at Cass707.
1: Okay, Mark? I'm at TheFootballPink. And Adam?
0: Adam, AdamSA101.
1: Okay, and once again, at Man on the Post is the um, Twitter feed. Man, uh, www.manonthepost.com is the website. We have articles going up there. Hopefully we have a few more going up there this season as well. Uh, thank you ever so much for listening, and always remember to keep your Man on the Post.
2: Man on the Post presents Footballing on Ice, Man on the Post podcast baby, Footballing on Ice, Man on the Post podcast, Footballing on Ice.
1: Hello, good evening and welcome and, oh for fuck's sake, sorry, hang on, I'll try that one again.
0: What hey. if it's not evening when they're listening?
1: Oh. Um. Now that's done it. That's why I always say <laughs> <that>. <laughs> All right. Okay, so we do that question to start about about the Boats. Um, Charity Shield, and then a bit of news, and then we do the Premier League, and that's when we do the Twitter question, should we?
2: Yeah, however you want to do it. Yeah, but What the question at first about the Boats. Boats. Boats boasts not boats. Who's boasting? boasts boats. What boat are you on about? What boasts are you on about? What I said
1: about Thiago Motta and PSG. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Did you say boat? What boat? No, I thought you said um, first of all we'll talk about the boats and. um <laughs> <laughs> up about boats.
1: <laughs> no boats. So-
0: sorry, sorry.
2: My ears. Sorry. <laughs>